Uh, good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are, everyone. Um, I'm Justin Fry. Uh, that's Joe Harlow. This is the Week 12 uh, IDP Guys uh, Live Weaver Wire Show. Um, I'm on Twitter or X at FFFBallers. Uh, Joe's there at Jolo63. So let's see. IDP Guys website. We've got all, all of our great content still Still churning out, getting it out early, get ready for Thanksgiving, you know? Big, big day of football and Black Friday football. We got all sorts of stuff. Um, so we got a Black Friday code. Uh, Saxgiving gives you 30% off the rest of the season. It's good till uh, the 4th of December. And as always, make sure to ask questions along. We got a lot of names to get through, a lot of injuries to talk about. So Always with injuries. that, Joe, you want to hop, hop into the injury report? <sighs> if we have to. So big one to start. Um, Joe Burrow, Bengals quarterback, done for the season. Just the injured, injured reserve quarterback continues to keep going. What is that, five starters now? Something like that? Just absolutely brutal. But... Uh, Jake Browning is going to be taking the reins there um, with those receivers. If they're healthy, should be fine as like a quarterback, borderline quarterback two in super flex leagues, but nothing really, nothing too massive there. Just super, super disappointing. Really sucks to see, especially after Burrow was just getting healthy. Yeah. Also and with quarterbacks. You, oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say, if you have any of the, Bengals receivers, not named Jamar Chase, I would get out now. And even Chase is probably, it's going to be a tough call to start him as your wide receiver two going forward. So it's, it's brutal. If you start three wide receivers or two wide receivers and multiple flexes, it's going to be almost impossible to take him out of your lineup. But that upside is pretty, yeah, sucks. I mean, he still has that ability to go off, but. It's going to be a lot tougher now. Also at quarterback, Geno Smith had an elbow injury, missed the majority of the second half before almost getting the Seahawks back to the win the last sec last minute and a half of that game. His status is up in the air for Thursday night still. If it was a long week, probably would make it, but just with three Thursday night games, them being one of them, it's going to be a tough decision. Either way, might probably going to bench him just with the San Francisco matchup, and they're on an absolute heater right now after being on the op opposite of that for a while. Running back-wise, Devon Achan, after, what, three snaps, two snaps? Already out, already left the game again with an injury to the same knee, I believe, and did not return. Still haven't seen much on what his status is for net this week, rest of the season, but hopefully he's back. But he's someone who's big play or bust and it's going to be very scary to play him which was kind of expected with him coming into this season and career and this back from this injury also at running back aaron jones another guy who's been maligned with injuries this year knee injury left the game sounds like he's probably going to miss this week correct because they play they, thursday night as well right they play yeah they're the first game i believe game. they play early so, so I would not I would not expect him or Emmanuel Wilson to play. So yeah. we might touch on uh, running back there. Spoilers. <laughs> um, elsewhere, 
Ken Walker for the Seahawks, also a Thursday night game. Um, oblique injury. Pete Carroll said he didn't expect Walker to be an injured reserve candidate, but did not Yeah, would not expect him this week either. So we do not touch on him in this show, but Zach Charbonnet is the name to have on there. We've He's hit probably him a few times. Already. We've, we've, yeah, we've, we've hit him a few times saying yeah. stash him, stash him, stash him. So, Yep. Um, wide receiver, Cooper Cup, another injury. Ankle. At this point, I feel like every time we do this, just to be determined on pretty much all these injuries, but they do not play Thursday night, so that's a good sign. Yeah. But. Yeah, so um, who is the Friday game this week? Dolphins-Jets. Dolphins-Jets, okay. Okay, it's interesting, but... We get to watch Tim Boyle go against the Dolphins. That'll be gross, but... In the middle of um, 3 p.m. or something. And what we thought was going to be... Oh, also a receiver, Dontavian Wicks, has a concussion... With them being a Thursday game, I would be absolutely shocked if he plays. But yeah, um, so not that he would be a huge name to mention anyway, though we may or may not be mentioning him later. Um, what we thought was going to be the biggest injury of the week, and for about forty-five minutes, was Mark Andrews when he went down with a leg injury. Going to be out for the season, at least the fantasy season. There were some reports that if they make it to the AFC Championship game, Super Bowl, that he could come back for that. But those are big ifs, and there's very, very little chance he comes back for the fantasy season. It would be, it would take some dolphin noises or something to come back. But don't expect him back, unfortunately. Um, believe that hits it for most of the offense. At least some of the bigger names. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. also in that game had a shoulder injury. Didn't seem too major. I thought he did come back, or at least attempt was had his helmet on the sideline. But. He played some, but he after a while definitely took his pads off and stayed on the sideline. But the coach said it wasn't too serious. But he has had uh, an AC joint sprain on that shoulder before, so something to monitor. Especially with Andrews out. Was, yeah. Especially with Andrews out. Yeah, was helpful that it was Thursday going into Sunday. So hopefully that helps him be able to suit up defensive side joey bosa again injured he is going on ir with a foot injury i don't know if it'll be a season ender but yeah they said midfoot they said midfoot sprain which typically means Liz frank which means he's done yep and honestly with how that team is just wouldn't expect them to rush him back this season um elsewhere on the defensive line i'm not seeing much Linebackers had a few injuries. Go ahead. I missed I missed the Washington uh, player, but we'll hit on that yes. a little bit when we get to D line. So mm-hmm. F A Obada Odaba, yeah, something like that. One of the two. He out for he's a bit. done for the year. Year okay. Broke up multiple bones in his leg. I think they said. Oof, brutal. Um, then James Smith Williams, I think, missed last week too. But oh goodness, they're on their third stringers there. But we'll touch on that. Linebacker-wise, Devondre Campbell um, was injured right as Quay Walker came back. We'll hit on that in a little bit. Um, he did not return with a stinger to that game, and again, with it being the Thursday game, it does not seem super promising that he will play, but something to keep an eye on. 
Anthony Walker, hamstring injury. Seems like in, those feel like probably going to miss at least a game. But unfortunate there. Uh, Levante David, also to be determined with a groin injury. See how that goes. I would a expect with his age, he would probably yeah. miss at least a week. They don't think. tend to recover as quickly as you get a little older. Yeah. Defensive backfield, a lot of injuries. Cam Taylor Britt had a hamstring injury. Just that Thursday night game. These Thursday games are just really – this is when they're really going to start. It, it was in Baltimore, right? It was. Okay. Yeah, that field – I mean, the Ravens always have tons of injuries, yeah. I feel like. so. I, not Which is weird from a well-run organization. Yeah, but. they also have grass, not turf. So that's also strange. Weird. Never. Oh, Baltimore. Uh, um, yeah, also in the defensive backfield, uh, Rodney McLeod, biceps injury, done for the year. Tal- Talanoa Hufanga, ACL injury, out for the season. Struggling this year after last year's just nothing to absolute superstar. And we'll hit on his replacement. Uh, Marcus Epps, go pokes, neck injury, to be determined there, as seems all of these still are. Um, Kayvon Wallace had a concussion. Most likely we'll miss this week, but that bit us with one of our names last year, last week. So, well, I guess didn't buy this, but yeah. anything we missed in there, Justin, that you can see? I think that's uh, about the names. No, I think I think we got them all. Um, so there are we'll probably hop, some we missed, but probably we'll hop on down. I see a few questions coming in. We'll touch on those as we get through the position that you're asking about. Um, but with that, we'll hop down to buys. I'm um, seeing a comment here that Kaiser White out for the season. I don't remember seeing yeah, out for the not. year, but I'll, we'll double check it while we're doing this. Um, so coming off by Atlanta, New Orleans, New England, Indy, and for the second time this year, we are. No buys yet next week. Just FYI, there will be six, and there are two more in week 14. So, NFL, thanks for that. So weird. Yeah. Let's see. So Looking at some Kaiser White stuff and not. He is going on IR, it looks like. Well, I might need you to run this for a minute because my computer just froze up. Okay can do so reminder just shoot in some questions as you guys have them we will get to them as those positions come up and if we do pass a position still feel free to ask question regarding it and we'll hit it a little later on looks like we do have a couple in here for defensive side of the ball which is where we will start um So last week on the defensive line, we're going to go ahead and get in there while Justin figures out his computer situation. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay. You are frozen on my screen at least, though. Wonderful. So last week on the defensive line, we went one and two. Miles Murphy, we took a loss on. He had two tackles, no sacks. Still do think he is a good play, especially with injuries along that front, but we'll see there. BJ Ojolari had a tackle and a sack, so it was very much just one big play, but it made it happen. Still someone feel confident playing. He is their most exciting player on that defensive line, if nothing else. And 
still has the most juice. And with Kyler Murray back, they are going to be in more games, so they will have to see more pass opportunities. And he did see 52% of snaps again, which tied his season high with last week and was second amongst edge rushing types uh, behind Zayvon Collins for snaps last week, who had one more snap. So there, and then the last name we had touched on last week was Sheldon Rankins, who gave us a big old goose. So lost there, but with a D tackle position, it's kind of hit or miss there. So, and I do see there are some defensive line questions. I'm going to wait for Justin to get back before we touch on those. So we'll get through these names for right now. First name I want to touch on, we alluded to it with the injuries along the Washington front, but KJ Henry, who we did bring up a couple weeks ago, um, really by process of elimination, he's the one who's going to have a shot. He did get that shot last week, playing 67% of snaps, which was his season high, had four tackles and one and a half sacks. So knowing, again, it was the Giants offensive line who gave up 18 and a half sacks over the last, I don't know, but they give up so many sacks. It's good one to stream against. But against Dallas this week, it's not the ideal play, but it still could be a solid one. Decent streaming option and definitely a good player to stash on a bench and see if they really do end up blowing up with playing now that they are forced into playing time. Next name we will hit is uh, Tuli Tui Pelotu for the Chargers, who we have touched on a few times, was an early season um, waiver darling. Hopefully it kept him through the last few weeks when Joey Bosa did get healthy and took most of his snaps away. As, as we said, Bosa's done for the year, most likely, at least for the next four weeks. So Tui Pelotu is going to have the shot to be the main guy. He played, I think it was 92% of snaps last week since Bosa did go down very early in the game. He did not have a huge impact on it with only three tackles, but he does have four sacks on the season and has been an absolute terror in the time he has gotten. So he's a pretty solid weekly play, especially if multiple defensive line and defensive end leagues. The last name to hit in the defensive line right now is Jonathan Cooper with the Broncos. Oh, and should say Tui Polotu has the Ravens this upcoming week, which is a hit or miss matchup, but will be interesting to see. Jonathan Cooper for the Broncos has the Browns this week. He does have five and a half sacks on the year, which is good production from a player who wasn't expected to get a huge amount of work coming into the season, but definitely seems like a good play and has three plus at least three tackles in all but one game this season. So that gives you a pretty solid floor. Um, which you need, especially with in, as injuries and such pile up. Double checking his snap share, but it has been pretty good on the season. He is at uh, Jonathan. He is at up to eighty percent of snaps last week, which was the highest he had since week five. So that is a good trend. He was played fifteen more snaps than Nick Benito, and yeah, he was the top player. Zach Allen was the only one amongst the front four type players, rush, pass rush type players who had more snaps than him. And looks like we have Justin back. We are switched. There we go. Can you hear me? Yep. 
Sorry about Welcome that. back. Just ran through the names. Did you have anything else to add on KJ Henry, Tui, Tui Pelotu, or Jonathan Cooper? Uh, I'm not sure what you added, so I'm good. We'll just, I'm sure you got, got it all. Yep. Um, let's get to those defensive line questions we do have. There it is. Um, from TM, thank you for the question, as always. Ranking defensive linemen for the rest of the season. Quiddy Pay, Carl Granderson, go Pokes, Chase Young, Josh Allen, and Chris Jones. Uh, assuming it's Josh Allen, not Jonathan Allen. Yeah, I guess good question there. But uh, I would probably prioritize Josh Allen, Chris Jones. Doo, doo, doo. I'm not sure about the other That's three. Tough. Probably Granderson, Pay Young. I still think I would put Chase Young over Pay, just pure upside and ability to wreck a game. Um, I think that the Colts defense has been overperforming, I believe so. But yeah, um, if it's Jonathan Allen, where would you put him on the hierarchy? Probably at the bottom, unless it's like a tackle heavy format. How about you? Um, I'm still pretty high on Jonathan Allen this year. I mean, he did have, I think, a sack and a half this week. We talked about it was the Giants, so it doesn't super count. But yeah, tackle heavily, still feel good about him. And do think he has a pretty safe floor. So there, if it's Josh Allen, he's the top one. Then Chris Jones, then I'd go Granderson, Young, Pay. It is Jonathan Allen. So there, I'm going Chris Jones, Granderson. Granderson. I probably go young Alan Pay. But Jones is the top one for me, for sure. Okay. Looks like that's offense. Evan's question's offense. So yep. So Evan might be a minute before we get to you, but we will get there once we get to the offensive side. Yeah. All right. So next we're going to get into linebackers where we had some big news today, which we'll get to after. How did we do last week, Justin? Uh, two, one, and one. Uh, Ivan Pace and Alain Roberts both did great. Uh, Mark Robinson took an L on. I mean, it was kind of what I yeah. expected. Michael Walker actually took the role that uh, we were hoping for from Robinson. But essentially what you wanted to see was that they weren't splitting snaps and that Roberts played the full Hundred percent. So that's good news in general. Uh, and then Christian Harris um, took that one as a push because he didn't really produce, but he actually played hundred percent of snaps, which is great. Uh, assuming he can keep that going forward when Toto comes back this week, I assume off the concussion, and then Perryman comes back the following week. So it's probably still at most another one week at best, but. He did fine with the role yep. at least last week. So, for, yeah. So first piece of, or had a couple bigger pieces of news today at linebacker. We're going to skip ahead. That are going to make EJ Speed and Blake Martinez a lot more relevant. The Colts cut Shaq Leonard earlier today, like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. So, which was unexpected, but gives them some cap relief and kind of ties with a player who is not happy with his playtime and role. And 
He's been dealing with a lot of injuries with him on waivers. So it'll be interesting to see who claims him. Or his, he goes con- unclaimed. his contract might make it difficult, though. I don't know what the guarantees look like. Let the guarantees are not that bad. I think it was, um, I think he, it's only like 8 million really guaranteed over the next two years. And that it, at least with the Colts, it was able to be pushed over a couple of years. Or it was like 8 million dead cap is what it was, I believe. Trying to remember that. I've listened to it on a Colts pod a couple weeks ago. I think that was the number. Pulling it up. Not, this year was really the like, year they were locked into on that. But so with him being cut, EJ Speed probably should step into that role. When Leonard did miss time earlier in the season, Speed was the one who took that rollover, whereas Sagoon Olubi was the one who took over for Zaire Franklin. So Speed feels like a priority pickup at this point. Um, though also keep an eye on Olubi. So his base, sa- his base salary the next two years is 13 and $14 million. He's going to go unclaimed. Yeah. Um, and then someone will sign him for less because... Yep. If you uh, if you take him on, and you get an injury, that thirteen million could be fully guaranteed for next season. So I do not see any team no. willing to do that. I don't no, know. especially he's a very diminished version of himself right now. So I would expect he might wind up on the Steelers, but the way they're going after linebackers, or the Cardinals but, with Kaiser White apparently being on IR, yeah, or the Eagles have been interested in linebackers. Hmm. Sorry. We'll see. Um, that will be interesting. Even yeah. if he does land somewhere in a good spot, he's still not a huge priority add to me, at least not someone I would expect to be a linebacker one. He's just not on the field. He's not what he used to be, and I can't imagine him getting him. I cannot imagine him getting like a full-time role somewhere. So, um, yeah, Blake Martinez said signed with the Steelers. So Michael Walker last week, Blake Martinez now. That Landon Roberts does seem to be locked in as the linebacker one right now, but the rest of it seems a little hairy. Roberts and Walker, no, Alexander were both playing a reasonable amount behind Cole Holcomb originally. So I think we might see someone potentially get back to that role, probably Martinez, if any of them, but it'll depend what he has left. Um, we're going to run through the guys we have, and then we'll hit on your question, Fantasy Sports. Do see it, though. I'll let you hit that first name. All right. Uh, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. Uh, we brought up Anthony Walker getting hurt. So Koromoa's actually played over 80% of snaps. So right, right there, I think it was like 81 and 79% of snaps the last two weeks. He's had seven tackles in each of those games. He also had a half sack. Uh uh, week 11, but week 10. Uh, and the Broncos matchup is mid-pack against uh, linebackers, so I have no issue throwing him out there. If he's available, he's probably the most rostered player of the three we're going to talk about. But still, if he's out there, little little shallower leagues than some of these other ones, he's definitely worth an add and could throw him right in your lineup. Yep, another name to just bring up is Sioni Takitaki, who I think we've brought up on the show before, but he actually did outsnap JOK last week. But he does not offer near the upside that JOK does, just with the playmaking ability. But it's prob- with if Walker does miss time, it's probably another 
decent floor play just to add, but JOK should be the priority. Next name to hit is player similar to Jeremiah Wusukormoa in Marquise Bell, the safety linebacker now for the Cowboys. This week, he actually played more snaps than Damone Clark with 90% and had double-digit tackles, which was his season high. Um, since their bye week and Leighton Van Der Esch going down with injury, um, he has played 70-plus percent of snaps three out of those four games. And uh, since their bye week, that is, and then has six-plus tackles in each of them. He's athletic player, fun, interesting player, especially as a former safety in college. So him getting some run is very interesting. And if he is taking over that linebacker one role, that's an awesome spot to be in for him. Uh, this week's matchup is the Commanders as well, which how have that's they been? Thurs- that's going to be Thursday as well, so just keep that one in mind. That's the mid-game on Thursday. Yep. Oh, so many Thursday games. So just hit on this one, Bertha. It's probably going to be EJ Speed. That would be my expectation. But, and he was very good in the games he did uh, cover for Leonard earlier in the season. We'll run through this last name. Isaiah McDuffie, uh, the Packers, like we've talked about a couple times already, I think, played Detroit uh, first game on Thanksgiving. Uh, Devondra Campbell got hurt with a stinger, and every, every time McDuffie fills in for one of Clay Walker or Devondre Campbell, he seems to post at least six tackles. He actually has three 10-tackle games, uh, seven in a couple, and six in the last one. Of the six games, he's played 60% or more snaps. So he's... He's putting up numbers um, and pretty good shot at a 10 tackle game if, if he's the number two behind uh, Walker. So yes. if he's out there, he's a worthwhile streamer. The last name to touch on real quick, the commander's Cody Barton. I don't know that he comes back this week, but at the very least you should see if he's out there where they play Thursday uh, in the middle game. He is probably not going to be activated this week, but he is practicing as of – um, yesterday, who's uh, brought back off IR, so high ankle sprain. Would imagine it would take him a little time to ramp up, but I would think he would be back for week thirteen. Um, and with that, we can there. sorry hop over to questions. The first one is from Fantasy Sports. Uh, rest of season waiver wire ads: Speed, Cashman, Pace, Josh Woods, Landon Roberts. So at least for me, Roberts is the clear one. Yeah, uh, he's the one that's locked into a full-time role. Cashman, I like a lot. I don't see even with Perryman back. I would expect he's going to stay as the will and play near a full-time role for the rest of the year. I think Pace is behind that because he's going to have it all for the next three weeks minimum um, because they placed picks on IR after we had our waiver show last week. Mm-hmm. And then you you looked up Kaiser. You said he was likely to go on IR. Is that what you said? Yeah, from what I'm seeing, it's not the most reputable sources I've ever seen, but I looks can, like... I don't know that I trust the Arizona linebackers all that much. And speed, yeah. I mean, Shaq Leonard's been putting up seven tackles a game on two-thirds of snaps, so... I know it's a little scary playing someone next to Zaire Franklin, but I think I, I will would go say though, speed, speed over wood. I do think will be at a higher snap percentage. Should be at a higher snap percentage than 
and Leonard was. They're still they're eating into each other's work a lot. It's I would still expect four for me behind the other because it's not going to be full time. I don't think the games Sorry. Leonard missed. Just doing some quick look in there. Um, he played. I guess it was really just week five. He played ninety eight percent of snaps. Okay. So I'm, still... I'm going to have Roberts as a clear one as well. Then I would go pace speed. Cashman. You really just don't like guess, Cashman, huh? I just, it's such a weird situation. I don't, I would want to, as of right now, I think Cashman could very easily even get, end up being number one, but I just kind of want to see what it looks like just with so many people out right now. It's like, it's a, it's a weird spot. I think Cashman had like 17 or 19 tackles this past week. It was kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, he also seems like when he does a couple, has a great game, does nothing, good game. It's, I don't know. I want to see more when everyone is healthy and active. For reference, I actually dropped Cashman last week in our league. Joe and I played together for Roberts, and then Cashman went out, and got a big, had a bigger week, which was fun. But I guess where did you put Josh Woods? I don't know where to last feel about him. Last? Yeah, I just I'll take I think the talent of the other four. Uh, I know Pace is safe for the next mm-hmm. few weeks. Speed's got a good role. Cashman's got a good role. Robert has a good role. So to me, I just don't trust anyone in that Arizona linebacking core to truly stay long term in that role. So that's that's yeah. why he's fifth. Not that the another deep produce. name. Yeah. Another deep name to think about. This is probably more for a dynasty league. But Owen Popo, fifth round rookie out of Auburn, now with Kaiser Whiteout, might get some runtime. Another similar. Safety linebacker hybrid who could get some work and make some big plays. So probably not a redraft candidate for a pickup, but in Dynasty League. I know you and I were both pretty high on him. Yeah, We had one other linebacker-ish type question on Josh Woods, which we kind of have been talking about. Assuming Kaiser's out for the year, I mean, he's a reasonable, especially in a deeper league, add for this week for sure and hope that he can hold down that role. Um, and I did not see anything different looking at Jalen Thompson's usage. He did have his best game of the year, but or one of them. But I didn't see anything. Yeah, I think it's been it's a clear signal saying he's playing weak side linebacker or something without White. But I also wouldn't expect them to do that in game. I would think you might see that this week if if they were to make a change like that. Yeah, this week he had, um, I'm trying to do a quick math, 48 of 67 snaps are in the slot box area. So we could see it a little more, but I'm sure. Whereas on the year it's been, yeah, which is pretty standard for where he's been on the year. But I say it, it fluctuates a bit with all safeties, but it looked fairly within normal range, my quick look. I would say he has an uptick, though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, the linebackers in front of him are going to be much worse without Kaiser White there, so he should see more tackle opportunities. Yeah. Like, in a two-defensive back league, he's absolutely locked in at this point as one of those, unless you have, like, two great names. But let's see. Let's safety, offense. Oh, uh, we had one more linebacker question. Do I add Cody Barton? Uh, 
the only one that you you can add him. If you have to drop someone, I don't think I would drop. The, the, Lloyd's the only is the closest one, and I don't think I'm dropping him to add Barton. The other, the other three are borderline two, uh, elite top 12 assets the rest of the season. So if you have someone else you can drop that's not one of those four, then he's absolutely worth throwing on your bench to figure how many linebackers you have to play. But, yeah, I agree he, there. Lloyd's the clear linebacker four in that group to me, and I'm keeping him over Burton. So. Uh, with that, we'll hop back to DBs. We got some questions we'll get to after we get through the DBs. But we went 1-1-1 one, one, and one last week. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson uh, did reasonably well. Um, Tony Adams, unfortunately, it's more of a push. He played like 40% of snaps due to an injury and still put up some. I think he had four tackles on 40% of snaps, so it would have been nice if he played a little more. And Roger McCurry uh, struggled, also only had four tackles, but he played nearly a full-time role. So cornerbacks a little more inconsistent than safeties, unfortunately. Still, if you're in a cornerback league, still feel very good about him. But DB league, I'd much rather go with uh, Jalen Thompson. Yeah, or or Jordan Battle. Oh, that's an option. That's a good name. Um, first name we're going to hit on, uh, Nick Scott, finally wound up on the bench after being PFF's worst graded safety through the first 10 weeks. Oof. So Jordan Battle hops in, plays 86% of snaps. And interestingly enough, they were kind of playing the same role between Jordan Battle and Dax Hill, which is really interesting rest of the season because Dax Hill's been a really good safety for IP managers this year. It's been a little inconsistent, but like we've kind of said, that's kind of all DBs. Uh, but they kind of played similar box to free safety snap percentages. So if they're going to do that, then I'm not sure that you can really have much separation between the two. And Dax Hill typically has been in my top eight safeties weekly. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think it might actually hurt Dax Hill some as well as help Battle. But Battle put up 11 tackles in his first full game. So not really, really interesting. Um, probably... It'll be interesting between the two rookie safeties because uh, Joe's going to hop into the next rookie safety after this. But they're both intriguing ads. Uh, I think Battle's probably the tackle-heavy guy, whereas your name will be more of a big play guy just because of who he's replacing. But you want to hop in? Yeah, so other rookie name is G.I.R. Brown, um, also rookie out of Penn State. Uh, taking over for Talanoa Hufanga, who, as we mentioned earlier, done for the season with an ACL injury. Like Hufanga was more of a that ranging type rover box safety last year. That's kind of what Brown was a lot at Penn State. But as um, Hufanga moved more to the free safety playmaker role at, this year, that's kind of where Brown's going to be taking over as well. And in his snaps this week, which he played, I think total snaps was it? 36 total snaps, which is just over 50%. He had 27 at, as a deep safety and only nine in the slot box area. So he is much more of a big play threat if you're in a big play league, interception heavy. One thing he with that, it looked like they were up pretty good at halftime, which is around the time of that Fanga injury. Yeah. So 
Hafango played 15-ish box snaps, so I'm, I think it'll tick up a little bit uh, this coming week with the games still in doubt. So, sorry, just to hop in. No, you were good. Yeah, Hufanga had 15 deep snaps and then 20 in the slot box or on the line. Okay. So, hopefully Brown is in that range still. I believe he did have an interception this week, which also helps show the big play ability. And hopefully he can get some more of those um, where Hufanga was struggling a little bit this year, coming off last year's um, blow-up year. Um, good play, also a big dynasty ad as well. Um, still don't know just without seeing the usage or if someone else ends up taking over, but would want to give it a week probably before starting him, but he is a very good ad, I believe. And they are playing Seattle this week. So I guess if they if Seattle is not playing Geno Smith at Drew Locke starting, I would add Brown to the lineup and just Drew Locke's probably going to throw a pick or six, so... Yeah, so battle is definitely the priority for me for this week. Absolutely. And then Brown might be more of a longer-term play, but I do think that will have a solid role to the rest of the year. I think I think both of them could honestly be in the top 24 DBs rest of the season. I agree there. Um, the last name, little less um, uh, star power, but uh, Isaiah... Pola Mao, let's see if I say his last name right. Um, he's uh, the Raiders' replacement for Marcus Epps when he left with a neck injury, which don't know what the status is there, but assuming Epps misses, he had 77 or 77% of snaps, sorry, seven tackles, 77s, and an interception uh, on, yeah, around 80% of snaps. And it's an interesting matchup playing KC. Um, kind of mid-pack, and if he can play longer than just one week, it's a pretty good role. Epps has been a decent decent TB for deeper leagues, so it's an interesting at least one-week play probably. So, it's a name to keep in mind. Yep. And we had a couple DB questions. Yes, Walmart in there. Um, we touched on Jordan Battle and Dax Hill's they kind I of split have... those that box roll. Just if you want to highlight, yeah, I'll get that up how, real quick. Just to get the specific um, numbers. But they were, right? Quick look. It was fairly even, to be honest, between the two. When you start adding in slot, D line, and uh, in the box type roll. So, battle had twenty eight snaps on the line box slash slot, and Dax Hill had thirty one. Yeah. So like I said, pretty. Pretty 50 50 split yeah. there. So I do think it impacts Dax a little bit. I think it drops him a little bit. Where was he at like the last couple weeks before that? Sorry. Uh, you still have Dax over. You're good. I can get um, that up real quick. But... Keep going while I get All right, that. Let's see. I think we had some other DB. So, um, sorry, I just got it. It was actually that was an increase for Dax Hill. The last, the previous three weeks, he's been around 40 snaps in the at deep safety over the last pretty much all year. Cool. So that's so, actually an increase. That would be nice if they started using them more aggressively like that. So great. And they're um, going to have to. They're going to need to lean on the defense more if they're going to want a chance. 
Yeah, so, so uh, if that impacts him, it might be a positive. So I don't think I would move Dax out of the, my top eight weekly. And honestly, Battle's probably going to start off as a high-end two, somewhere in the 12 to 15 range. Yep. So they're both great. All right, so waiver wire add for safeties. Rest of season, Thompson, Battle, Morig, Bell, Simmons, Whitehead. Which one Assuming that's Isaiah cool. Simmons or Justin Simmons. Oh, right. I think it's Justin Simmons. Isaiah Simmons in a redraft league shouldn't probably be rostered at this point. Did have a pick six this week. At the end uh, of the game. Which of them would you drop Kyle Hamilton for? Drop um, for Kyle Hamilton, I assume? Um... I would assume so. I'm Kyle Hamilton's the clear one to me, but if, if you've been watching the show, you know how much I love him. I think if I'm dropping one of these names, I'm dropping Morig. Yeah, him or Whitehead? So the Jets, they have been, been playing. He has been the, the, the box role for the Jets. It's just their linebackers get 10-plus tackles yeah. each, so he doesn't yeah. get as many. But Tony Adams plays deep. Whitehead plays the strong safety role. So Whitehead would, also has been closer to three or four tackles a game than not. Yeah, just with Quincy and Mosley. But if you want ranks, rest of season, in any kind of tackle league, uh, Bell won because he's playing linebacker. Um, I think Thompson, Thompson and Battle is interesting pretty close. Yeah. I probably will take the shot on Battle just because of that role. Yeah, I would be on the other side. Just we've seen Jalen Thompson put up what, 125 tackles the last two years. Then I don't think it, it hasn't been that same pace this season, but with then Kaiser Simmons, out. Yeah, then Simmons four, Whitehead five, Morey six. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, have another, another similar question down here. I'll throw up uh, Battle, McDuffie, Jalen Thompson, and Alohi Gilman. All right, so Battle Thompson, like we just said, pretty close, and those are my top two. I don't know, McDuffie is. I just don't trust cornerbacks week to week. Like, I know the other two are going to put up most weeks eight plus tackles based on that. Gilman is the clear four here to me. Yeah, he's the deep safety right behind Derwin. Yeah, Derwin actually was like, Derwin moved into the slot this week, and Dean Marlowe was the. More of the box safety. Er, did Gilman? Interesting. Um, yeah, just here Taylor got basically benched. Which I mean, they need to do something. Yeah. Let me double check those. But um, Gilman, yeah, Gilman was still mostly the deep safety, and Marlowe was they kind of split time. But so, sorry, uh, we. Um, let's see. I do. Hmm? I think it's Battle, Thompson, McDuffie, Gilman for me, and you're going to flip Thompson and Battle like we just talked about. So Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong between those two. Um, and you probably you probably have McDuffie closer to those two, it sounds like, than I, I do. do. I think those three are in the tier, honestly. I, know, I don't trust the cornerback position as much, but it's really if you need an upside shot or a floor shot, I think it's really what you need there. Upside, I think McDuffie is the guy there, but it's risky. Just with the corner spot. 
<laughs> Shandon, calling you out. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, all right, so Kareem Jackson. I have those names up. So this is a weird one. The two games that Kareem Jackson missed earlier in the season for um, suspension. First game, P.J. Locke played 100% of snaps. Second game, he played only 37%, and Delary and Turner Yell played the other two-thirds. So I don't know offhand if that was due to an injury from Locke or not, but with that, I don't know if... I feel like you're probably going to be able to find a battle or a Thompson or someone out there that's going to be more likely to be on the field, 100% of snaps. Yeah, Kareem's the deep safety, right? Uh, I don't know how, the, how have they been splitting him. I mean, I assume Simmons has been the bot. That's the way I would play it. I mean, Jackson's a converted former corner. Yeah. I do think he so, will still... They've been kind of splitting. Actually, both have been... Yeah, they've both been in the boxing slot a lot. I do so, think Jackson so stays suspended for some amount of time. I would be shocked if it stayed at four games. It did not look like a helmet-to-helmet hit. It looked like he went into a shoulder and then slid up to the helmet. So I do think they can reduce it again, but we'll see. He definitely, I think, at least two games for sure, just with it being the second... Exactly. Second, like second as a second suspendable offense. He, the Logan Thomas one was the worst one. But we do yeah. hit. He should have been suspended for. But, yeah. All right. So we'll hop over to offense here. Um, quarterback. Last yeah. week we recommended Jordan Love. He had his first career 300-yard game and put up a couple touchdowns. So uh, we'll take that one. Um, we seem to be doing reasonably well with our quarterback streamers and. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to talk about it, or do you want me to? Uh huh. I'll let you go for it this time. All right. So, because I can't tell you which quarterback is going to start for the Saints, I'm just going to say Saints quarterback at Atlanta is worth a stream. Um, if it's Derek Carr, uh, hopefully off the bye he was dropped, and if he was rostered at all, and it's worth worth throwing in there. If it's Jameis, I know he's a little volatile, but a little. <laughs> I'll always chase upside, especially a quarterback. That's a spot where you can potentially win a week with a, a great play. And Atlanta is a fantastic matchup. They've actually allowed uh, top five scoring to quarterbacks on this uh, season, and then spent top two the last four weeks uh, most points allowed to fantasy quarterbacks. So play your quarterbacks against Falcons. Um, Didn't Jameis have three turnovers and like 40 and just under 50% of snaps in his time, but also had two or three touchdowns. So I think he ended up as a top 18 quarterback of the week, which was wild, but that's how it goes with Jameis. So the Saints quarterbacks, uh, the five weeks prior, Carr was in the top 15 in all five matchups. And if you combine Carr with Jameis, they were again – so they hit at least 15 and a half fantasy points in each of those six matchups. So I think you can do a lot worse than whatever Absolutely. quarterback starts. Yeah, Absolutely. Both are definite start for me. Um, especially in a super flex league or if you have weird matchups with your top starters or streaming, feel really good about either of them. Running back. We did not do fantastic, but we also... 
I mean, recommended two hand, three handcuffs, really. So one oh and two. Running back's getting brutal. I mean, it's a it's brutal one again this week. You'll see with the names that we have in here. Uh, one oh and two. Uh, Rico Dowdle was fine. He got ten touches. Probably didn't want to start him anyway, especially with the. He popped up Saturday with an injury, and hopefully at that point. You got him out of your lineups, but he's still at the end of the day a solid handcuff to on a fantastic offense that's really clicking right now. So get him, keep him. He's fantastic ad. Uh, still, Ty Chandler was the best call we made. Got 14 touches, 110 yards, 40 of which you came with him as an active. 40 of which came on a fake punt, so it's a little gadgety, but. Still, um, still, 110 yards is solid, playable, especially with a, I think he had like four catches, so pretty good in a PPR league around 15 points. And uh, Elijah Mitchell handcuff, so it didn't play a ton behind CMC, but again, I mean, you can't go wrong this time of year rostering handcuffs. Um, with that, and, and, we'll hop into some more handcuffs because that's kind of all yes. that's not rostered enough with. Well, luckily, there's no real running back injuries, so that's always good news. Yeah, so first one, your team's handcuff, if you want to hit on him. Uh, sure, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, they're playing the Giants, who have been pretty, pretty bad against running backs. Um, they're coming off the bye, so he he's not under 50% like the other two names that we have, but he is possibly on waivers because he's only been playing 30 to 40 percent of snaps recently as they they bumped up stevenson but he has seen 11 or more opportunities in three of the last four games and with the quarterback question lingering with the patriots it it seems like they're gonna go to zappy but drake may can't come soon enough right Hey, uh, Giants beating the Commanders puts us ahead of the Giants, even if the Giants win. So I'll take I'll take that one. We just need Kyler to get one more, and we'll be top two. You can use Bryce to turn it on as well, but yeah, I, who knows there? Uh, they've got some that division's pretty got some winnable games, but yeah, twelfth uh, most points. Sorry to go back. The Giants allow the twelfth most points to running back. So like I said, good matchup and. Good week to play both patch running backs because especially if they do go to Zappy or even better, a Will Greer or a Malik Cunningham, which are very unlikely at this point, uh, they're going to lean on the run. So I would expect a lot of touches for Stevenson, probably over 20, and I would think Zeke actually might get close to 15 in this game because yeah. the Giants aren't going to run away from the Patriots. No. Even with Tommy franchise DeVito in there, but I think this is the last week of him before Terod Taylor is healthy enough and eligible to come off IR. We'll see. We'll see what they do at that point if they stick with him or yeah. not. But um, you want to hit on one of these other two names at running back? Yeah, sure. Uh, Patrick Taylor. He's the next man up for the Packers with Aaron Jones and Emmanuel Wilson. Is that his first yep. name? Yep. Um, Wilson going out on his first touch that game was unfortunate to see, but yeah, Taylor's next man up. Packers have been using two backs all year, especially since AJ Dillon's been very ineffective. 
though he has been doing better over the last few weeks, but corresponding with Aaron Jones' return. So yep. not someone I'm stoked to play, especially with the Lions matchup, but yeah. still he's usable, deep flex option, handcuffs. Exactly. Um, it, I Wilson got or Wilson and Jones both got carted to the locker room. Wilson with a shoulder, Jones with an ankle. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of them missed multiple weeks. Yeah, but for sure yeah. this week I would think with the short week. Yeah, I'd be shocked Com- if either played. The other name to throw out there, I don't expect him to be the two because Taylor got some run earlier in the year, but they did also re-sign James Robinson to the practice squad. Interesting. Um, and they have a rookie down there too that I did not even recognize this name so I'll be honest I don't expect him to be playing because Taylor was signed off the Patriots practice squad to the active roster for Green Bay um, final name we wanted to touch on Kendra Miller on the Saints just talked about up above they're playing the Falcons so they're coming off the bye he's a third round pick for the Saints I think like almost 70 overall somewhere in there which is pretty good draft capital for a Running back with a pretty bad knee injury. Um, it's not typically where you see them go. Um, Jamal Williams has not been good for the Saints so far this year. And he's a little older. So And Kamara has been taking on more work as a result of Williams' struggles. So I would try, if I were them, to get Kendra Miller more involved in the offense. At the very least, even if he can't take on that grinder touchdown scoring role that we've seen from them before with Mark Ingram. He's actually the handcuff to both running backs because he can catch the ball and he can run with power. So he can kind of cover as a cuff for both running backs, which makes him reasonably valuable, especially if Kamara would have got hurt. Hopefully he can get into a Tajay Spears, not necessarily the same, probably an opposite work style, but just with Kamara there, but hopefully similar usage. I don't, I don't know how you keep giving the ball to Jamal Williams at this point. He's averaging like three yards a carry in that offense. And yeah, with him making a playoff push, there's they got to change it up. At least give um, him a shot. Do we have any running back questions? We missed the quarterback question that someone brought up earlier. Now that I think about oh, it. Evan, I'm sorry. Yes. We even mentioned that we would get to yours later. Let's hit that real quick. Yes. Um, um Sorry, he said, posted which, something else too. Where was his follow up? Jordan, said Lowe, Jordan, not Nico Collins. Okay. Oh, I think he updated. Here we go. This is... Okay. Um, yeah, Josh, Allen, I assume Josh Allen and Nico Collins for CD and Love. Which I think is right here. This one. Yeah, we both clicked it. Yep, there we go. And we, we did, did it, it again. again. I'll let you click well, it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look at us. We're professionals. Josh Allen, Nico Collins, CeeDee Lamb, Jordan Love, just lost Burrow. Um, Josh Allen still has his bye. You also have Baker. I am going to hold and not go get Josh Allen. Um, yeah. I don't love it, but Baker and Love is pretty good, and Lamb has been like wide receiver one the last month and has like a – Real fun schedule the rest of the year, so I'm not. I haven't been impressed with Josh Allen recently, and Nico Collins is losing, lost some of his role to 
Tank Dell while he was out. And they still haven't played with all four receivers together, so I do think that will hurt, honestly, everyone but Tank Dell. Yeah. Uh, when, when Noah Brown comes back, I do think he'll cut into Collins' overall workload. Um, so for me, understand losing Burrow. Luckily, if you're only starting one quarterback and you have Love and Baker, I'm holding where I'm at. Yeah, I'm also there as well. The last five weeks, Jordan Love has been quarterback 12, 18, 14, 12, and 9 um, with six touchdown point touchdown scoring. So, like, And the rest of their season is pretty sweet. Detroit, Kansas City is rough. Then the Giants and Buccaneers. Then your playoffs are the Panthers and Vikings, which Panthers haven't been great, but I think that's a lot of them just getting blown out. So I feel good with yeah. Love there. And just the drop, I think, is – from Lamb to Collins is massive. Yeah, I mean, Lamb's top five rest of the season, easy. Yeah. Um, let's see, we have uh, some defensive questions we can jump through here. Yeah, Play help the receiver. Um, okay. There we go. Add Diggs or Battle and drop Baker or Lenore. I'm adding Battle for Lenore, personally. I don't. We've yeah. touched on this. Cornerbacks are a little up and down, and Battle's role was really enticing. Diggs is more the free safety, I think. So he did have the Baker's dozen tackles this week, but yeah, he's the he's the deep safety. This was a not the norm. Yeah. Uh, I'm see. looking up it, some. You looking up this one? Aziz Al Shayer. He only played like sixty percent, so that was a good call i'm not sure what i didn't see anything come out on injuries with him um did you i'm also i did not see anything yeah if you have the okay. if you have playing time can you look up gibbons yeah i have that up um gibbons was only at 41 percent of snaps monty rice came in and played the same number of snaps as gibbons interesting but so monty gibbons rice has been down to the 40s per- last two weeks so it's weird i wonder if rice's numbers and al shayer's numbers together equal roughly 100 percent if you can do that math um sorry it's oh it's over 100 percent but yeah so i was together they played 108 snaps out of how many total snaps did they have this week like 68-ish snaps, so that sounds pretty close. Yeah, surprised to see Aziz drop that far. I'm not seeing anything about injury. It's not scaring me off of him. Um, no. I'd be, he's on a one-year deal. The Titans have no real reason to not play him. Yeah. So... I would, especially since they are still trying to compete. You know? yeah, if it happens would, again this week, I would be more concerned. But yeah. it's just something to watch for at this point. I think. Um, let's see, a couple of running back questions. Can we have another sure. quarterback one in there? Um. So once Foreman went out, I think they split pretty close to fifty-fifty in that game. I think it was twenty-five for Herbert and twenty-two for. 25 for Roshan, 22 for Herbert. 33% for overall in the game, 43% for Herbert, 33 for Roshan. But okay. I don't so, see that without 
after one left. I think I still want Herbert. I don't think Roshan's going to do it this year now. Um, yeah, there's a shot long term. This is it's the long term play is definitely Roshan, but I do think Herbert has the early down role this year over Roshan. If you now, if you're in a full PPR league, that would change things a bit. Just Roshan is the passing block, pass blocking back, and more of a third down guy. Though Herbert still does get some of that work. Um, uh, Pacheco yeah, actually, or Ford Roshan did not get any targets this week, which is out of the form. Pacheco or Ty or Jerome I Ford. No, I agree. Um, Ty Chandler is still just the backup. At, best on a worse offense than at the very least the Chiefs even though they haven't scored a second half touchdown in a month or second half points in a month which is a wild stat but uh, yeah. uh, Jerome, Jerome Ford he's been solid um, I do think they struggled with them Steelers and that's why you didn't see him as much Let's see. Um, let's say Alexander Madison's just done for the year. Um, I'm still sticking with Pacheco or Ford. I trust I those offenses well. a little more, especially because the offense for the Browns, I don't trust as much, I guess, or similarly, but they're going to lean on the run. Whereas I do think once Jefferson comes back, which speaking of, we'll get to the next question, the Vikings are going to throw it more. Would you trade Kyler Murray and James Cook for Minshew and Jefferson? And he did add in that he has Jalen Hurts as his other quarterback, which does make a big oh, difference for me. In yeah. that scenario, yes, I'm happy to do it. If it yeah. were just Kyler that was my quarterback, I would not. But no, yeah, yeah, if, do that. Cut Minshew and add someone usable. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I would. If that's the deal, I would take it. If they're willing to swap someone else out for Minshew and get a running back, some sort of a throw-in running back in there. I'd prefer that, but I would do that deal in a second. Um, do you see another running back question from Will? We got a linebacker question. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, Josh Woods. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but he's a reasonable add, especially in a deeper league, but there's hopefully better linebackers out there. Um, but he's if, not if you're a in a deep... super deep league starting three, four linebackers and a flex or two, I, yeah, he's a good add for sure. Um, oh, we double clicked. There we go. Trade Ford for Charbonnet if I can do it. I own Walker. Yes, I would probably be willing to do that. Um, I trust the Seahawks more. So the thing here is this kind of depends a little bit what you need. If you're starting, yeah. if you were starting both Ford and Walker already then it's a little harder because you're giving up a starter. But Yeah. I would rather Ford just like season long outlook just in a vacuum, but yeah. it yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh rest of season. Oh my goodness, this one's really hard. That one's really hard. There's no bad option there. There's not. Uh, um. Duggar, Hamilton, no, Duggar, Bell, Hamilton, Battle, Thompson, maybe. That sounds right. I might flip Hamilton and Bell, but 
Yeah. I trust Bell's tackle floor more than Hamilton's. That's why he's higher for me. But I can understand I almost did put Hamilton too. Uh, don't blame me for rejecting that. Henderson, I'm not even sure, is the backup with um, Kyron no, coming back. I do think it's going to be Royce. Royce or Ronnie Rivers, Rivers if he's back. Um, Shannon does bring up a good point after we hit getting Martinez. Touched on this one a little bit earlier too, um, but um, he's a stash at most Stashing right that. now. He might take over that Michael Walker role and be similar to what Alandon Roberts was earlier this year. So, again, deep league stash and hope. I, you brought up Woods earlier. I would rather Woods than Blake Martinez because at the very least you can play Woods right now. Um, Sam Hubbard or Anthony Jennings. After drop to Nico Autry or Kobe Turner, I'd be willing to drop either of them. Yeah. Wait. Hubbard Hubbard's could healthy, be so probably. Go ahead, say that again. I'm just confused. Current D lineman that could be dropped are Reddick Hubbard, and he's asking about adding Hubbard. Um, I guess would you? I guess just would you take Anthony Jennings over either Autry or yes. Kobe Turner? Over Kobe Turner. Autry's Same. been solid-ish some weeks and could play if he needed to. Um, good point from Shandon here on the running backs that Seattle's matchups the next few weeks they have two matchups with the Niners Cowboys and I think the Eagles in there too are their next four games so that is a brutal stretch but so yeah I'm just going to stick with Ford there yeah he's a Seattle fan too just for reference yeah. so yeah. Um, and oh, yeah we'll do that then yeah drop Minshew I'd love easy all right yeah. Gotta, we're running a little long, so we'll hop back Get to receivers. Uh, so uh, last week, 1-1-1, one, 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 Irwin took a hit. We'll take an L on that one, but, uh, I mean, a lot of that was the Burrow effect. Elijah Moore was solid, 6-for-60, six um, and Guyton missed the game uh, due to injury. They could have used him. Think, I, yeah, exactly. I do think he's still a solid hold slash add. Um, honestly, over – some of the names that we have in here. Um, so do you want to take? He's the receiver. I'm. If you don't have Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler, Jalen Guyton's the one I want for the Chargers. Yeah. I don't know what order you want to do these guys in. Which ones do you want to hit on or not hit on? Um, let's start with Khalil Shakir, Bill's apparent wide receiver too. Um, at least better wise. So he's better option than their other wide receiver too. Yep. Um, he's played 65% of snaps the last few weeks since Dawson Knox left. Um, Knox going out really gave Shakir and Dalton Kincaid a huge boon. So I'd love to see that. Um, he's had 90 plus yards in two of the last four. Not a huge target share with only 16 in the lot over those same four games. But with Josh Allen, you can just get a fireball and 80 yard touchdown any given snap. So. He's still a good play, good wide receiver, three flex type play, I think, right now. I want to hop, hop in Aaron Jones, MCL sprain. Consider week to week, but I'm likely to play Thursday, which makes sense with an MCL sprain because yep. probably a two- to four-week injury, depending on how severe it is. So, uh, yeah. Talk, yep. talk to Will with a point on Game Davis, which this I agree unless you're in a best ball league. 
then keep them on your bench and hope for something crazy because it'll happen twice a year. Speaking of injured Packers, we brought him up earlier, Dontavian Wicks. Um, kind of a weird ad recommendation. He's in concussion protocol. They play Thursday. He's not going to play in that game most likely. I don't know how he would clear in that few, uh, few of days, but he's actually seen four more targets in each of the last four games despite only playing 30 to 40% of snaps. Like I said, he's in protocol. But over the last month, he's had at least three catches and 49 yards. Sorry, in each of the last three games, he's had at least three catches, 49 yards, including it's like 90 yards last week on like three catches. So he... We're in a weird spot right now. Where honestly, if Aaron Jones is out, I'm fine starting really any of the four Packers wide receivers if you're in a league that starts more than two receivers in one flex. It'll be really interesting to see how they play their receivers, especially against the susceptible Lions secondary. Yeah. I don't know. Um, honestly, Reed's been their best player, but he has the worst matchup because he has to play uh, Branch. Yep. But he's been the one that Love has clearly got the best connection with right now. Yeah. Best hands Dobbs is getting the touchdowns, and honestly, the fact that they've been running Reed is intriguing with their issues with their running game. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I guess rank for the rest of the season the Packers receivers. I'm, Reed is the one for me right now, which is still scary. And then I don't know. It's Watson and Dubs is weird, and then Wicks would have to be four, just playing half the snaps as the rest. But I think. Dubs is one for me, then Reed. He? He's the one that's catching the touchdowns pretty consistently. Yeah. And I do think... Reed's that, touchdown was a run this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a 40-yard touchdown run. Yeah. And then the other two receivers, Dubs and Watson, both caught touchdowns. But Watson, it's like weekly. You wait until like the fourth quarter before he gets any targets. Like you're sitting there at halftime, and it's like, is Watson playing? And then all of a sudden, you look at the end of the game, and he's played eighty percent of snaps. He yeah. just gets like four targets. Yeah, I'm really, just not sure what they're doing. I feel like they're using him completely wrong. And they're yeah. trying to use him as like a downfield jump ball guy, like a Mike Williams, and they should be using him more like a Debo Samuel. Yep. So I I just don't understand the usage there. But it's not something they're going to be able to change midseason. Nope. So I would love to see them switch Reed and Watson's roles, to be honest. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. But sorry, mm-hmm. I'm talking too much. You want to hit on the Saints receivers? Yeah, last one Rashid Shahid, who we do have a question here about, and AT Perry. Um, Shahid's just been an awesome deep threat all year and really all of last year, too, or most of last year, too. They're coming out of the bye. Michael Thomas still is unlikely to play, as always. Derek Carr has been preferring Rashid Shahid as his deep threat this season, um, whereas Jameis Winston came in and immediately gave Chris Olave one of his best games of the year in half a game. But at the same time, Shahid still did see nine t- targets last week. Um, against, and now they're going up against his own heavy team in the Falcons, which can be picked apart and can get beat deep. Um, A.T. Perry, after Mike Thomas went down last week, had 84% of snaps, caught a jump ball touchdown. Is that the game at the end of the game? But caught one from Winston. So both are decent plays against a bad passing defense. One thing I want to bring up, um, 
So just for reference, depending on which quarterback, it could be a moot point. But um, Scott Barrett, uh, the Fantasy Points, tweeted this out uh, a while ago. So Raheed Shahid, when he plays zone defenses, has a much higher yards per route run, so indicative of their success on the routes they're running. He's significantly higher than Olave or Thomas. And Thomas gets all of the first reads against man, 43%. So if Perry's playing that Thomas role, the Falcons, like I said, kind of, or you said, kind of run a more zone-heavy look. It was around 75% last I saw. So I think Shahid is the better play this week. But the roles, it's weird how they kind of just ignore Olave. So I'm I'm not sure honestly what to make of it, especially if if Carr would have missed. But if Carr plays, I think you want to play Shahid over Perry. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, before I answer questions, let's just do tight end real quick since it's a pretty straightforward name. Last week, Michael Mayer, solid streamer, still going to be a solid streamer this season. And want to hit on Isaiah Likely. Uh, sure. So for those who missed it, we talked a little bit about Andrews. Um, Isaiah Likely is playing at the Chargers this week. He played a brown 75% of snaps without Andrews there. He really hasn't done much this year, which is a little concerning since the offense is different than last year, which was where he produced three top nine finishes in the three games without Andrews. But this year he's got three targets, one catch in two games. He got goosed against the Bengals, and he had one catch for like four yards week one when Andrews missed. However, he's running a route on 90% of their pass attempts, which is typically like an elite tight end number. So I struggle to see that not changing, but at the same time, it feels a lot riskier than normally you would think for this type of a role because the targets all seem to get funneled to Beckham which I just didn't expect. I would have thought Flowers would have been the one to pick up more of those. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, and then also keep an eye out for Charlie Kolar, see if he gets some more snap increase, just with the, he fits that off. Todd Monken's typical offense more, but we'll see. Likely he's definitely bad right now. Thank you for the super chat, Caden. First one we've gotten. Yeah. Um, so he's sending a couple questions here. Um, trading away Hollywood and Charbs for Sutton and Taiji Spears. Seven five. Trade deadline is tomorrow. It says El Sutton playoff schedule is better than Hollywood. Yeah. Hey, what's going on with Kyler and Hollywood? So. I think a lot of it is Hollywood. I haven't looked at the splits, but last year, I think a lot of his big games came against man coverage and teams are just playing a lot more too deep shell zone coverage. The Patrick Mahomes effect that they're all just like, well, beat us underneath. And that's not zone coverage is not something that Hollywood's going to do. That's something that Trey McBride's going to do, which is why a lot of the targets seem to be going to him. So I'm still bullish on Hollywood because, I mean, there were two easy touchdowns the last couple of weeks. They've just missed. One in each game, he had he was wide open for touchdowns, and he 
Kyler just missed him slightly. Uh, and Sutton is just a touchdown machine. The issue for me with this one is the Charbonnet Tajay one. Yeah. That schedule for the Titans is pretty juicy coming up for and running backs. Absolutely brutal for the Seahawks. But Henry is still ahead of Spears. So it's just like. Oh, man. Yeah, honestly, the running backs here, just with matchups and everything, I feel like. Thing is, if you trade for Charbon- Charbonnet, you're going to have to start him the next two weeks while Walker's out or three weeks. And I don't really want to. He has Holly. His team has, if you look at the next one, he has the Hollywood oh, okay. Charbonnet side. Um, so Hollywood looks like a starter based on this, the way he's ordered it. Yeah, I would start Hollywood over those guys. But so Sutton would go right into a starting lineup as his wide receiver two. Yeah. Honestly, I'm okay with it, especially because if the Titans continue losing games, I imagine Henry's probably just gonna sit him the last couple of weeks and may then if you have a good mashup for Spears and let him get the full work. It's I forget, it's like Houston, someone Houston. I can't remember who the middle team is in there. Yeah, I'm looking for Tajay. Seattle? That sounds right. Houston, Seattle, Houston, they play each other? Because that would be a bad matchup for Charbonnet. So, um, yep. Weeks 15 through 17 are Houston, Seattle, Houston. Okay. So, I am honestly very much okay with this. It's risky, but if, and you seem like your son's been doing awesome. And if you're in on him right now, I'm fine with it. Get their rest. Weeks 14 through 17, they have the Chargers. Lions, Patriots, Chargers. Yeah, I'm probably doing this. Chargers, touchdowns should be easy. Patriots, who's the fourth one? Detroit. Okay, yeah, those are all good matchups. Um, yeah. yeah I... You probably lose this in perceived value, but I think it's the right way to go, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Sutton is pretty clearly the alpha there. And he's getting the targets over Hollywood. So, honestly, even if he doesn't score, he's more likely to actually score more points than Hollywood weekly. So, and you're not playing Charbonnet over Saquon or White. Yeah. And you've got the depth with Chuba and Rashi Rice, Christian Watson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, other questions? I think there were a couple in there. Had one on here. Zay Flowers or drop Flowers or Pickens for Reed or Shahid? I would drop Pickens for Reed. I would too. I just Pickens has that potential. I don't want to deal with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Granted, and, they I might mean, get an offensive boon with Matt Canada being gone, but I. They, they promoted the running back coach to be the OC. So my guess is what you're going to actually see is a lot more Najee Harris and hopefully more Jalen Warren. Yeah, I yeah I don't really want to deal with it. Um, looks like last question. Look, I'm seeing we have in here is a potential stretch run DB. Double checking to see if consistent one sack premium. I mean, sack premium. Trent McDuffie. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was thinking the same name, honestly. <laughs> uh, Slot cornerback who blitzes a lot, and McDuffie would probably be the one that would do that for you. Um, hmm. 
can't think of i feel like the um sneaky one might be one of the Bengals because they do like to bring those blitzes like from time to time so like Dax Hill's gotten a couple and it wouldn't surprise me if Battle gets some of that role too like we kind of said they're pretty similar um really just like any slot corner is an option there or big time box safety I haven't seen Hobbs do a lot of blitzing um Hobbs is probably is, in a lot of leagues. Yeah, is Witherspoon still playing a lot of slot for the Seahawks? Because he's yeah. an interesting one. I'm assuming he's – if he's out there, yeah, he's definitely a grab, I think. But... Yeah. Try to pull up what DBs are actually getting sacks, to be honest. Roger McCreary has a few on the year. Heck, if Jeremy Chin actually comes back and they let him play – an option. Yeah. Hamilton's probably rostered. Harrison Smith's yep. probably rostered. Witherspoon's got three. McDuffie, McCreary. Morig. Morig's a name. With two. Yeah. Winfield surprisingly has two. The thing with Kyle Hamilton, Harrison Smith, and Devon Witherspoon is they have nine between them. And Trent McDuffie also has two. All of them... Witherspoon had two in a game. Harrison Smith and Hamilton, both of their their three, each came in one game. McDuffie's two came in one game. And, uh, yeah, I think Zach Stiller, Jordan Battle's probably the one to go with there. I think that's a good call. Have you seen any Jeremy Chin news? Um, I thought I saw him. He was supposed to be activated, but... He's supposed to be coming back off IR, so he might be a sneaky name to get in there. Metellus is an interesting yeah. one. Deeper yeah. might get some blitzing opportunities. Um, if you can also, get yeah, Mar- Marquise Bell, too. Bell, just because I was going to say, if you can get Marquise Bell. Yeah. I think he's still at least MFL. I don't remember where he's at in MFL, but I know in Sleeper, he's still a DB. DBLB, versatility. It's a... Depends where they listed him to start the year, because um, he was a safety. Okay, the the people who run NFL don't like to change them midseason unless they have to. I thought I, I thought they did switch it, but I could be wrong. I was just glancing at it quickly. This was last week. But... They switched Isaiah McDuffie. I know, but, or Isaiah McDuffie, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. Okay. Well, it looks like that's all the questions we've had. I know we went a little long, as we yeah. tend to do. But thank you guys very much for hanging out with us, asking some awesome questions. Really yeah. appreciate it. And thank you again, Caden, for that super chat. Um, one last reminder on that oh, go ahead. Thanksgiving code we have right now. What was that, Justin? Uh, just once we're done, we get another question in. So, okay. So keep running um, through, though. Sweet. Yeah. Code Saxgiving over the next, uh, was that two weeks? Through December 4th, we'll give you 30% off of a subscription with the IDP guys, which gives you access to our Discord, where all of our awesome writers are, gives you more access to some of the tools we have, snap counts, weekly fantasy finishes, and teams and fantasy points allowed by position. Uh, can sign up for the newsletter. Um, various other awesome interactions you can have with us. We have a weekly rankings, previews, reviews, etc. And yeah. Justin can be found at FFF Ballers, and I can be at Jolo63 on Twitter slash X. And Josh Al, Carl Granderson, DJ Wano. Reverse order for me. 
yep. Alan Grinderson Blum. I agree with that. And I think that'll that'll wrap it up for us. All right. So thank you all for hanging out. We will see you next week after Thanksgiving, which we have games three days this weekend. Um, have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. So I with you. I'm sorry, I, I believe that it's still coming Saturday, but we'll make sure that we get something posted to the uh, primary Twitter account if you're on there. Yep. Um, so that we make sure we hit whether or not this is going to come up or not. Um, I don't believe there's anything planned for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but as always, you can reach out to any of us on Twitter slash yeah. X and in the Discord if you subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Thank you all again. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. See you next week.